Less than 24 hours, Georgians will be under a shelter-in-place order. McDonald, though, said he did not know the man was handcuffed and was trying to use his foot to pin him to the ground so he could be handcuffed. If your friends, neighbors, or local organizations are not complying, report them to us. Howdy, y'all, and welcome to the Free Georgia Podcast. My name is Jake Green. Man, we had a great weekend uh, with the Libertarian Party up in Lawrenceville this weekend. We tabled a gun show up there. Um, we had Ryan Graham, Ted Metz, Shane Hazel, and a bunch of other Libertarians up there talking to all the people at the gun show, spreading the message of liberty, trying to get our candidates' names out there, and it went really well. It went really well. Also, bunch of people bought guns, which is great. <laughs> um, if you find today's podcast or the podcast in general informative, educational, entertaining, um, if it's of any use to you, we would very much appreciate you subscribing to our YouTube channel, Odyssey, Rumble, um, Apple Podcasts, Twitter feed, um, all of it. Drop likes, comments, um, share it, share it for sure. Uh, it would greatly help our ability to spread our message far and wide and hopefully make a small dent in the elections come November. So get on that, hit that like button and give us some reviews. Today's episode is going to be slightly different. I'm actually going to play a 10-minute long, give or take, video. One of the things that I've noticed most about people in the Libertarian Party, myself included, is we tend to fight with each other a whole lot. We tend to pit one another against one another. We tend to really focus on that small, small percentage that we don't agree on or personal things that we don't like about other people or just anything detrimental to other folks that we shouldn't be expressing, promoting, basing our decisions off of. It's kind of unfortunate. And like I said, I'm guilty of this too. Um, and the video today, well, let's just, let's just watch it or listen to it if you are listening to this on a podcast. This is Michael Badnerick giving a speech at a Libertarian National Convention back in 2010. Thank you very much. You are too kind. I will make this mercifully short. The Libertarian Party was born on December 11, 1971. At one time, there were over 225,000 voters registered with the Libertarian Party, making it the third largest political party in America. In its heyday, party members joined forces to rally enthusiastically for liberty. Because of its strict adherence to the philosophy of the Founding Fathers, it became known as the Party of Principle. Unfortunately, its membership suffered from a chronic case of wishful thinking and a personality flaw causing them to ignore their 
principles in order to choose what appeared to be practical solutions. Not surprisingly, the party's frequent failures were followed by unpleasant periods of assigning blame. Sadly, his membership strength continued to diminish, and not long before the 2012 elections, the party simply ceased to exist. We are here today to mourn the loss of the Libertarian Party and to remember the idealistic hopes and dreams that it once inspired. Much like the ghost of Christmas future, this is not a picture of what will be, but a picture of what might be. It is said that the uglier the truth, the truer the friend who tells you. I'm about to be your best friend. Because the truth as I see it is pretty damn ugly. Our economy is so bad and our political system is so blatantly corrupt that nearly two million people descended on Washington, D.C. to protest last year. The mainstream media has been forced to mention the Tea Party movement on every political talk show across the country. Angry citizens are joining the Campaign for Liberty, Oath Keepers, the Restore America Plan, Continental Congress 2009, the 9-12 movement, and even the Texas Nationalist Movement, which is advocating the secession of Texas from the Union. In the last two years, Americans have purchased 85 million guns and nearly all of the ammunition off the shelf. Why hasn't the Libertarian Party stepped up to be the umbrella organization for all of these liberty groups? More to the point, why didn't these angry citizens simply join the Libertarian Party in the first place? Why, when Americans are so desperately looking for the path to freedom, is the Libertarian Party more insignificant today than when it was founded nearly 39 years ago? Why? Because Libertarians couldn't sell ice water in the desert. <laughs> Libertarians agree on 98% of the platform, but they spend 98% of their energy debating each other on the 2% that they disagree on.
When I endorsed Ron's candidacy, I was accused of abandoning the Libertarian Party and becoming a Republican. I didn't abandon the Libertarian Party. A significant percentage of the Libertarian Party abandoned the principle of liberty. Libertarians as a whole are lazy. They're always looking for a shortcut. They're always looking for a silver bullet. In the 2008, uh, the 2008 membership nominated the candidate with the highest celebrity status, apparently on the assumption that after several television appearances, Americans would suddenly understand the principles of liberty, party membership would skyrocket, and we'd all live happily ever after. There is no silver bullet. Republic is to work 18, 20 hours a day promoting the cause of liberty. Needless to say, very few of us are willing to put in that kind of effort. I guess that we are fortunate that libertarians have all the answers. I know this to be true because so many of you came up to me after my presidential nomination to tell me, Michael, all you got to do to win the election is fill in the blank. Everybody knows what they want the other guy to do for liberty. Do it yourself. We have too many chiefs and not enough Indians. If you have a great idea, find the resources and the volunteers to make it happen. Tell me about it after you've been successful. Stop telling me what I ought to do. I don't get enough sleep the way it is. So here is the bottom line. The Libertarian Party is an endangered species. Unless you dramatically change the way that you do things, the party will soon be extinct. If you really want to save the party and restore freedom, I have a few suggestions. Establish a dress code. <laughs> If you want to be a major league player, you gotta wear the uniform. No t-shirts, no shorts or blue jeans, no flip-flops, jackets and ties for the men, skirts and slacks for women, okay? Pretend you're going to the prom. Eliminate paper candidates, okay? If, you, if you're not going to run to win, then stay at home, or better yet, volunteer for a candidate who is committed to going all the way. If you can't learn to like each other, at least learn to work together. I have never been associated with an organization as hostile and self-destructive as the Libertarian Party. Most of what passes for conversation at our libertarian events is rumor, gossip, and vicious personal attacks. If you can't say something nice about someone, then don't say anything at all. And more importantly, if you hear someone else spreading rumors, at least have the guts to confront them and demand they stop. Elect people to the LNC because you trust them, not because they've been there for years or because nobody else is dumb enough to want the job. 
perhaps you should nominate yourself for the position. You probably consider yourself smarter than the people on the committee anyway. <laughs> and if there is anyone on the LNC that you don't trust, then form a coalition and have them removed. It only takes one insane pilot to fly an airplane in the ground. It only takes a handful of neo-libertarians to destroy what little is left of the Libertarian Party. I am fairly certain that this is not the speech that you expected. Please, please do not applaud when I finish. Applause just means that you didn't hear or didn't understand the speech. I began by eulogizing the death of the Libertarian Party. Respectful silence would be more appropriate under the circumstances. Well, what I found most interesting is that a bunch of this stuff is still happening. And the Libertarian Party has gotten not very far um, in the past 12 years. Definitely slightly further than we were before. But so many of these things still happen on a regular basis. And now that there's social media, a lot of the infighting happens far, far more than it ever had, than it ever had before 2010. And it's a shame. Um, it's just a shame that this is a game that none of us want to play. This is, like, this is a game that libertarians, if you call yourself a libertarian and you're a true libertarian, then you have no interest in actually being in politics. I don't care about talking about politics. I don't want to be talking about any of this. I don't want to be trying to convince people of freedom and liberty. But if I don't, and if you don't, then what happens is we lose it. And I can't have that. And I know a lot of you out there can't have that either. So here we are. And it's not our game. It's not what we want to be doing, but we're doing it anyway. And since it's not our game, we don't make the rules. We aren't the ones deciding what's appropriate, what's not. The rules of the game have already been established. And if you think that the Libertarian Party can perform a full frontal attack on the establishment, the Republicans and the Democrats, you're just dead wrong. You can't just be yourself and fight, an or fight organizations that have over 100 million people who claim to be in these organizations as a party that has very few in comparison. You're never going to win that fight by attacking them head on and trying to overpower them. And basically what that means is you... you you can't look too different from them because what they've done is established what serious candidates are, what serious people are in this game. And they've made a dress code for them. They've 
made speaking points for them. They basically laid out exactly all the things you have to follow in order to be successful in this game. And we don't do any of them. We can be completely different from them, which we are. We are completely different in all of the ways that are important. But what we can't do is look differently from them in their arena. And politics is their arena. This isn't ours. We don't want to be here. You have to be sneaky. You have to be conniving. You have to be smarter than them because we aren't bigger than them. We have to do things in a better way while showing them that we are serious people. And I am definitely guilty of this. I try to dress comfortably all the time, and I this isn't all about looks. It's not all about what you're wearing or how you present yourself, but man... The Libertarian National Convention this year, I saw some stupidity. And I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt. Not going to do that again. If we have people standing at a microphone during a Libertarian National Convention repeatedly calling for the same point of order or showing up there in a costume, we're never going to win this fight. <laughs> Ever. It's an impossibility because 98% of people already have in their brain what a serious person looks like, and we're not it. You have to wear the uniform, as Michael put it. I mean, he, he said so many great things. And what I found, one of the things I found most striking was all these people applauding like it was then going to happen. Um like it inspired them to make change. But man, I mean, in 2020, we did nothing. In 2020, our, our vote count dropped tremendously. And that's incredibly unfortunate because we made a lot of headway with Gary Johnson um, and lost it all four years later. Now, the Mises folks, I'm a Mises caucus member, would blame it on how the LNC was being run. They're not wrong. It was being run extremely poorly. The pandemic was a huge pandemic. The lockdowns, all of that was a huge opportunity for us. And we, I mean, the LNC blew it, just full on blew it. And now that the Mises caucus has taken over, there are a lot of people upset and there are a lot of people getting upset every day by things that Mises caucus members have posted from state accounts, from the national account, from things that people have liked, things that people have quote tweeted. And, and it is not at all helpful to express your opinions about those posts in a public setting. We can't win if the whole world or anybody who might be watching sees us fighting with each other all the time. There's no way that we can take down the enemy or convert the enemy if we're constantly considering each other the enemy. Now, none of this means that we have to change our views, that you have to compromise on anything. You're not compromising by wearing a jacket and jeans to a convention. That's not a compromise. You don't have to always 
express your individuality in every second of every single day. Because the message of liberty isn't about you. It's not about me. It's about everyone and trying to get everyone on board with granting the world just a little more freedom to be who they want to be and a little less government to rule over us. And in order to do that, we need to look like serious people. No more showing up at events to promote the party looking like a middle school child. And once again, I'm guilty of this. <laughs> this, is, this is not me throwing other people under the bus or, or criticizing other people. I mean, I am, but I'm also criticizing myself because we have not done a good job of any of this. Some people have. There are some people who dress the part, who do the work, who make an effort to play the game in a way that might be successful. Then there are a whole bunch of people who don't. And those are the people that I'm talking to, including me. So stop fighting with each other. If you find a post from a state party page offensive, distasteful, untrue, stop posting about it online. Stop commenting on it. Stop fighting with the person who posted it and approach the person or people or somebody in charge of that account privately. Message them privately. You can't be fighting in public. You can't be throwing hissy fits. You can't be disparaging the party and disparaging people in it in the public eye. That's not to say don't ever address it. Don't ever address the problems or the concerns that you might have. Just don't do it publicly. Fix it internally and don't draw t negative attention to us. Because the size of the fight before us is enormous. And there's no chance in hell that we're going to be able to get enough people on our side if all they see us doing is fighting with each other and getting pissed off at the tiniest little things that they probably don't even understand because they're not down the rabbit hole of libertarianism. That's another thing. We are in, I mean, I, I make a massive effort to get out of my echo chamber uh, from time to time because you can get lost in it. And that, that's why, like, if you're on Twitter for years and all you're hearing about, all you're seeing on your feed is libertarian messages and, you know, anti-war this and anti-state that, then that becomes your whole online world. And so the 2% that you disagree with other libertarians on becomes way bigger than it actually is in the real world. Because that's now a bigger percentage of, of what you're seeing online. And that tiny little percentage that you disagree with other libertarians on is nothing, is a minuscule percentage compared to what normal non-libertarians are concerned with. They don't even understand it. They don't know what you're talking about. Half the people don't even know what the Fed is. So... Enough with the bickering about posts. 
If you don't like someone's posts, tell them directly. It's, it's just not hard. Be kind to people. Mises, guys, anybody who is trying to be provocative, you can be provocative without being a jerk. People who aren't Mises, who are getting their feelings and sensibilities hurt, get thicker skin. You can't be in this game and have thin skin. Like I said, if you're pissed off, approach the person personally. That was a stupid sentence. Approach the person one-on-one behind closed doors and make an argument. Debate the point. Don't just attack. We are far too quick to attack and to demean and to degrade and to try to make things provocative even when it's unnecessary. There is a certain amount of provocation that we have to make because otherwise the Democrats and Republicans aren't going to care. We have to provoke some people in order to get the spotlight on us and get people talking about us and looking at us. What we don't have to do is do that by being mean. Um, And everybody has different definitions of mean, which is a problem. But we don't have to do it by being completely negative about everything all the time. And a lot of the times we are. Because, as y'all know, the whole system sucks. (laughs) It's easy to get negative about it. It's so easy to just go down a spiral of negativity into a hole and want to cry yourself to sleep at night. My wife's been doing, we got an extension on our taxes this year, and she's been doing taxes. And I know that every moment that she's doing taxes, she wants to scream. Um, A lot of it is because tax software sucks, but a lot of it also is because we shouldn't have to be doing it. But hey, we're playing that game. We have to play the game that is laid out before us, even though it's not ours. I apologize if this episode was a bit of a downer um, or felt like just a scolding session. <laughs> um it's kind of my intention, but not, not really. I would really like you to consider this message because the message of liberty is extremely important and you wouldn't be talking about it if you didn't think so. I definitely wouldn't be here if I didn't think it was extremely important to spread this message. So let's just try to be better, y'all. Let's just try to be better. Before you tweet something, ask yourself, is this helpful? Is this useful? Will this change anything? Or am I just virtue signaling? Because there is a lot of that. And just be kind. Be kind to people. That is not the same thing as being nice. Being nice is um, being pleasant to folks without, you know, telling them any hard truths and just placating them. That's being nice. Being kind is, is when they need to hear a hard truth, telling them the hard truth. But being polite and empathetic during your interactions. So let's be kind. Let's go out there and spread the message of liberty in a way that hasn't been done in a very long time. So there you have it. If you are interested in joining 
the Libertarian Party of Georgia. I don't know. You might be after this episode or this might just make you not want to join at all. I have no idea. You can go to lpgeorgia.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at lpgeorgia. Thank you all for hanging in there with me. And I'll see you all later this week.